The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Hey everybody, it's Doug Bursch and you're listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. So this is what I found. Uh, When we don't have healthy communication, healthy relationships, we trend towards laws, systems, and structures. I'm going to give a few examples on today's show. When we don't have a healthy understanding of who we are when it comes to our masculinity, we make it about roles instead of relationship. When we don't have healthy relationships and communication, we make marriages about roles instead of relationship. And it's true with parenting as well. Relationship versus rules on today's Fairly Spiritual Show. This is the Fairly Spiritual Show. I am Pastor Doug Bursch. So I've been thinking about the fact that when it comes to any kind of relationship, when we are not healthy in our communication, when we're not relational in a healthy way, we trend towards rules, towards systems, towards roles. Uh, I use this... um, when it comes to marriage counseling or premarital counseling, if a couple's going to, if I'm going to do their wedding, officiate their wedding, uh, I sometimes will have them take this assessment. It's called Prepare and Enrich, and it's a great assessment. Uh, and basically, what it does is look at the strengths and weaknesses. Wait a second. Sorry, you're not supposed to say weaknesses. You're supposed to say growth areas, right? Because growth areas, you know, here's the growth areas. You're not weak. You just need to grow. But anyway, it's the strengths and weaknesses in their relationship. And what it, what it looks at is not that it's necessarily even bad that they have these growth areas. It's just looking at, are you aware of who you are? So a healthy couple is aware of their unhealthiness. Does that make sense? So if they both realize, yeah, you know, we struggle when it comes to this area, If they're on the same page, that's okay, because no one's perfect, no couple is perfect, but you you give them the assessment, and then they have all these different categories, and then you ask them questions. Uh, And what you can see is where they're in agreement, even in agreement of where they disagree. We both realize that we fight a lot about this area, or we both have different opinions on this area. Or you find where there's bad communication, where they don't uh, see each other the same way, and you you ask questions. So it's a great tool. Now, one of the things that this tool does is when you open it up, it'll categorize the couples into certain kinds of couples. And uh, one kind of couple is a traditional couple. And a traditional couple is defined by a couple that unites based on roles, role expectations, and not based on healthy communication. And what they get at is that that couple is much more about, you know, I'm the wife, and you're the husband, and the wife does this, and the husband does this. And they come together based on a strong sense of what your role is and what my role is. And and that's not necessarily a bad thing if everyone agrees upon the roles. But it can be a bad thing when you are agreeing upon roles because you don't have healthy communication. And what you find in couples that unite strongly on roles is you need to help them 
learn how to unite not just on roles and clearly defined roles, but to unite based on relationships. The roles can even be like this. It's funny for my wife and I, uh, in her family, her father took all the pictures. He was the guy with the camera. In my family, my mom took all the pictures. So in our family, no one takes any pictures, right? Because I'd expect her to take the pictures. She expected me to take the pictures. No one took the pictures. That's a, a role thing. So we couldn't move forward based on the role. We had to have a relationship where we talked to each other, where we communicated our desires or our wants. Like, I would like some pictures of this vacation. I would like some pictures of the kids. Now, when the smartphone came along and social media came along, that kind of rectified the situation and there's plenty of pictures of everyone. But honestly, we don't have as many videos and pictures as other people do of our kids when they were younger. I think particularly because of these role issues with the families we came from. Now, I bring this up because it's very important for us to understand that are we called to unite based on our roles or are we called to unite based on healthy relationships? When I look in our culture at things that are broken, it's often broken in the issue of that we don't want to learn how to love each other in really healthy relational ways. And so instead of doing that, we unite on roles and we unite on structures and we unite on laws. And I'll just give you some examples of this. Lately, uh, I, I saw an article recently that was talking about masculinity, and this comes out every once in a while. And it's something like, you know what's wrong with America is that men aren't men anymore, and we need more masculine men, and the church needs more masculine men, and it'll say what's wrong with the church, the church is too feminine, or what's wrong with our culture is our culture is too feminine, and men need to be men, and women need to be women, and then they'll give these explanations of what a, a real man is and what a real woman is. Well, often what is behind this is it's a really role-based, legalistic concept of masculinity. It's, you know, men like to shoot things, and men like to hunt, and, and men like to, you know, burp or something. It's just a, a bunch of, and they like cars, and you, you know what I'm saying. There's just certain activities, and we, we begin to put in a category of these are the roles of men, and these are the roles of women. The more we care about roles, the more we're like, in order for you to be a manly man, you have to do these things. In order for you to be a, is it womanly woman? That sounds odd. You have to do these things. The more we highlight those things, it's a sign that we are broken in a culture with the deeper things, the relational things, the ability to be comfortable with who we are. I believe when it comes to masculinity, when, you, when you're comfortable with who you are with God, then you don't worry about those roles. True masculinity is being at peace with who you are. When you're at peace with who you are, then you don't care if people do things differently than you. You just don't. <laughs> when you, True masculinity is not that you can shoot something, whether it's a basketball or you can shoot a deer. That's not... True masculinity is I'm at peace with who I am, and I'm at peace at you being different with me because I have a true relationship with God. I, I, I can truly communicate with God. I can truly abide at peace with God. And because I'm at peace with God, I can be at peace with other people. So I don't have to be like you, and you don't have to be like me. And this environment doesn't have to exist to please me. 
Like I can be comfortable. If you're comfortable with your masculinity, I don't have to worry whether it's a manly movie or a, uh, what do they call it? A chick flick. I, it doesn't matter because I'm comfortable. I'm at peace with myself. I don't have to worry about what I'm seeing because I'm I'm at peace with myself. I'm relationally at peace. I have the ability to abide in any situation. That's a relational abiding, not a role abiding. Well, I can only be a man if the situation is only a certain way, if we only sing certain kinds of songs or we don't sing any songs and they only talk a certain way and they only use certain illustrations. And that kind of masculinity is such a weak understanding of masculinity. That'd be a weak understanding of femininity, by the way. When you're comfortable with your humanity, then you're comfortable with people being different from you. But if you look at so many of the problems in our culture, it really comes down to this. We're not secure with who we are in Christ, and we're not secure with who we are with other people, so we create these roles and these uh, structures and these systems to defend our worth. We follow these, you know, these myths. We see what Hollywood told us. Well, a, a real man is what John Wayne or Arnold Schwarzenegger, or maybe they're an ultimate fighter or something. You know, some ridiculous notion. I guess that could be an expression of masculinity, but it's just a narrow expression. When I'm at peace with who I am, I, I can. My wife can be whoever she wants to be. I don't need her to talk to me a certain way or be a certain way for me to be comfortable with my masculinity. We have Christians teaching, well, you know, to serve your husband, you need to talk to him a certain way because, you know, he's a man and men need to be treated a certain way. That's just baloney. Men, if you're comfortable with your masculinity, then your wife gets to fully be who she is. She doesn't have to be afraid of who she is. You can be relational. But when marriages are not relational... When families are not relational, when a society is not relational, then we focus in on rules and laws. And you can see that when people are really concerned about men got to be this way and women have to be this way. We got to do these three things and those four things and those five things. That's a sign that relationship is broken down. That's a sign that we've forgotten to do the deeper things, the, the communication with God, the communication with each other. Whenever we highlight roles over relationship, we have a problem. Now, this is what the, you know. This is the little role that a man has to fit into, and here's the the little stamp of what it means to be masculine or what it means to be feminine. That's a sign that we're not comfortable with ourselves and we're not comfortable with our God. Because when you're comfortable with God, you can say something like the Apostle Paul said. Paul said, "But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children." That's how Paul defined himself, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. That sounds like a manly man. Can you imagine doing a men's conference like that? We need to be more like nursing mothers taking care of their own children. Sure, why not? Because when you're comfortable with who you are, you're not worrying about silly roles. Okay, more to come. Hey, thanks for listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. If you'd love to keep this on the air, I'd love for it to stay on the air. Please go to fairlyspiritual.org and donate today. That's fairlyspiritual.org and donate. Also, I'd love for you to text the show, 360-818-4513. I've received texts in the last few weeks. People tell me how much the show has influenced their ministry. Thank you so much. Please keep those texts coming. 360-818-4513. 
and pick up my book, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor. You can get that at Amazon, The Community of God. Thanks for listening. Okay, so on today's show, I'm talking about what happens when we're not healthy in our relationship, our relationship with God, our relationship with others. We gravitate towards roles. So this whole talk about masculinity in the church is one of those examples. When we don't have healthy ways of communicating, when, you, when you're at peace with yourself and at peace with your God, then you can be okay with other men being different than you. You don't need all the men to be grunting and, and shooting stuff and, and talking about their trucks and how the Hemi in their truck and the horsepower. And, and you know, we, we don't all have to be the same. We don't have to be afraid of a culture that has different expressions of masculinity. That's, that's just silly. And people who say somehow that that's biblical, it's biblical to be men need to be men and women need to be women. Well, yes, men need to be men and women need to be women, but the expression of men being men and women being women can just be a multiplicity of expressions. First Thessalonians 2, 6-8, through 8, Paul, which I think is a, he's a manly man, He says, without shame, hey, we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. So, being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. That's masculinity. It's so, it's just, I I have a bunch of scriptures here just on, masculinity and you know it's just paul repeatedly says things like be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another as god in christ forgave you can you imagine a, a men's conference our theme for the men's concert you know excuse me men's concert men's conference is tender-heartedness well that's not masculinity yes it is so much of the stuff we're doing in the church is just foolishness tender-heartedness is masculinity it is you imagine that theme? The theme for the men's retreat is this. First Thessalonians 2, 6 through 8. Be gentle like a mother taking care of her own son. Nursing mother taking care of her own children. Maybe Philippians 2. Your attitude should be like Christ who became the servant of all. Maybe James three seventeen. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Maybe that'll be it. The men's retreat is gentleness. Maybe 1 Timothy 6.11. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight. Yeah, that's right. Men, we got to fight the good fight. So how do we fight the good fight? Maybe it's mixed martial arts. Maybe it's cage fighting. Hey, maybe it's gentleness. But what happens in our culture when when we're not connected with God in a spiritual way, when we don't have a a real relationship with God? Because you can have a real relationship with God. Through salvation, you can receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and you can listen to God and hear God's voice and seek God's leading and read His Word and grow in His character. When you grow in His character and you have intimacy with God, you grow in the gentleness and the kindness and the goodness of God, and you grow and you become a, a deeper, more nuanced more full person. But when that doesn't happen, then you just gravitate towards rules and the expectations of this culture. And you're like, well, what does it mean to be a Christian man? Well, you got to be a provider and you got to be a protector and a warrior. That's what we're all going to be warriors because that's what we're, that's warriors. 
That's a role. Let's all do that role. We begin to all align based on, and again, that might not be a bad role, but it's not the only role. What's unhealthy is when we begin to judge people by roles and structures and systems. We're called to relationship. We do that with that. We, we do this in marriages. Marriages are unhealthy when they gravitate towards roles versus relationship. When you're fighting over like who does this and who does that, and this is my work and your work, and you do this thing and I do that thing. Yeah, you know, you got to figure out who's going to do the laundry and you got to figure out who's going to pick up the kids. And sometimes when things are really unhealthy, you got to sit down and figure out who's doing what role. But that's not how you grow a marriage. You grow a marriage in learning how to communicate with God and communicate with one another. Praying together, worshiping together, seeking the face of the Lord together, and to communicate about anything. And when you can communicate in a way that's loving and caring and kind, then you don't care about, well, she's got to submit to me and she, you know, she's got to fall. You know, I'm the leader and I'm the head of this house. Like Even that, that is such an unhealthy view of marriage. The concept of that I would ever need to move ahead with my wife having to do something because I'm the boss. Who would even want a marriage like that? If you're leading in your home because you're the boss and she's got to follow and submit, what a terrible way to lead. Well, that's the rule. Here's the rules. I'm the head and she's the follower and she submits. And that's just rules and structures and systems and legalism that died. That's just dead. That died of the cross. We, we, we live based on, we got relationship with God and, and we're full of the Holy Spirit and we have communion one with another. And so my wife and I, we can, we can have the same mind in Christ and we can do things in unity together. And, and there's not been a decision we've ever made where we haven't both felt led by God to move forward together in faith, mutually submitted one to another. Why would I ever want anyone to do anything based on some role? Well, you know, I got the, you know, I've got the deciding vote. What a terrible way to live your life. And some people live their whole life based on deciding votes. We can have relationship where we can pray and it can seem good to us and the Holy Spirit to move ahead, where we can mutually submit one to another, where I can embrace Philippians 2, that my mind can be like Christ. And Christ, although God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he lowered himself and became the servant of all. And in my relationship with God, I can serve my wife and she can serve me and we can come to spirit-led decisions and move forward. But when we're not led by relationship, we get caught in laws and rules and systems. And there's, there's whole Christian ministries that are just full of laws and rules and systems. And a godly wife does this. She does these four things. And a godly husband does this. He does these four things. And, and you got to do these three things. And you got to do those four things. And read my book. And here's my seminar. And five and four and six and eight. And all these systems. And it's just legalism. And it's laws and rules and regulations. And they might be good laws. And they might be good rules. And they might be good regulations. But we gravitate to laws, rules, and regulations when we we don't appreciate the relationships that God has given us. And God has given us vibrant relationship with him through the leading of the Holy Spirit that not only can we have that individually with God, but in a Christian home, marriages can have that vibrant relationship between each other, the husband and the wife. This doesn't work just with relationships and marriage. It also works with parenting. Sadly, so often with parenting, uh, we gravitate towards systems and laws and rules and regulations versus the power 
of relationship and the leading of the Holy Spirit. My children, I have four children, two are in college now. Uh, one is high school, one is in junior high. And I was raised this way by my parents, and I've continued it on with my kids. But they were raised in a home of grace and love, where they're not led by laws and rules and regulations and curfews and punishments and spankings. They're led by love. And it's a home of peace, and it's a home of joy, and it's a home of love. It's a home where we brought them into relationship with God, and we treat each other like we want to be treated. And we don't treat each other well because we're going to be punished or we're going to be grounded. Or because, you know, his, this is dad's rule and this is mom's rule and these are the kids' rule. And I don't have them do stuff because I say, well, this is my house and these are my rules. Because it's not my house. It's not my rules. Everything is God's. And they don't do things because I'm the dad and they're the kids. Because in the end, we're all just brothers and sisters in Christ. Because I'm going to be their dad for a short period of time, but I'm going to be their brother in the Lord for all eternity. What we do as best as we can is every day we make room for the presence of God so that God would speak in us and through us and we show the kindness and the love of God. And then we lead, and we lead relationally. That I try as best as I know how to, to grow in my relationship with God and then through the authority I have as being a father in the home and my wife as, as a, a mother in the home, we parented and we love and we entrust all the wisdom we have and the leadership we have, and they follow based on that relationship. But they don't follow based on laws and rules and regulations and punishment. They follow based on relationship because they know we love them and they love us, not out of fear of punishment. But as best we know how, we try to do things based on what is right and what is good and what is holy and, and what is God saying to us. And that's how we live our lives. So before we go on a trip, we get together and we say, what do you think God wants us to do? And we ask each of the kids, well, how, should, how do we think we should treat each other? What do you think? And, and each of them says something like, I, I, think, I think God would want us to appreciate each day and to make sure when we wake up during the, in the beginning of the day, we're, we're not grumpy with each other, that we treat each other the way we'd want to be treated. And I'll ask somebody else, well, what do you think we should do? Like, I think God would want us to appreciate this. Or I think, and we each go through, and then I ask each person, What's something you want to do? What's something God's been speaking to you about? And then I can say, you know, God's been speaking to me about the fact that sometimes I get a little controlling on these trips and I, and I, make, I plan things out too much. And, and I, I tell them, I'm sorry about that. I'm going to try to do a better job. And can you guys help me? And then they talk about what they've done maybe poorly in the past and what God's telling them to do and how we could help them. And each person talks about what God is telling them to do and how we could help one another. That's relationship-driven. It's not, well, here's the deal. If you guys are good, you each get a cookie at the end of the day, or we're going to go to a good place and you're going to get your reward. It's not, I'm going to count to three, and if you don't do something by three, you're going to be punished. It's relationship, relationship, relationship. Now, I get it. Sometimes there needs to be structures and regulations and laws and rules in our world and our society. But when we lead by the law and rules and regulations, we just become police. We just become enforcers and judges. And I'd much rather have relationships than be a judge or a policeman. Look at your life. Look at the things that have broken down relationally. Are you living based on obligations, on systems, on structures, on laws, on rules, on regulations? Are you living based on facilitating healthier relationships? In any context, are you growing in relationship? When we facilitate relationship, we can allow for diversity in the room. 
when we facilitate relationship, we can allow for differences. The kids don't all have to be the same. They don't have to be like their parents, and the parents don't have to be like the kids. We can be different. When a marriage is healthy, we don't have to do things the same way. Are you growing in your relationships? Are you growing in the way you talk with your spouse? Or is it just all about you do this and I do this and we do this and let's sit down with our schedule and figure out who's doing what? Or are you growing in your ability to communicate and to grow together in your relationship with God, in your relationship with each other? I'd encourage you, if you're not, sit down and talk with your kids, talk with your spouse, talk with your Savior. Find a way to make this life not about a bunch of rules and regulations and laws and systems and structures and roles, but embrace the relational reality of the life we've been given. It's all about relationship when it comes to eternity. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. That's The Fairly Spiritual Show. Text me, 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. Or you can go to the website, fairlyspiritual.org, find more information, more podcasts, and you can donate as well at fairlyspiritual.org. Yes, there's actually a donate button there fairlyspiritual.org. Make room for the Lord. He desires relationship with you. I will see you next time. Proceeding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.